You're listening to the Radio Bold News Pod. I'm Mike Sakel, taking you beyond the headlines and introducing you to interesting people and happenings here in Sullivan County, New York, and throughout the Catskills and Hudson Valley. I'm speaking today with Freda Eisenberg, who is uh, the Commissioner with Planning and Community Development of Sullivan County, and along with that is co-chair of the Sullivan County Complete Counts Committee. And uh, Freda actually here in that capacity. Well, I guess the two are are very intertwined as far as uh, planning, community development, and the census. As a matter of fact, uh, filling out your census form is, is, is very, very important. And, uh, and we can take a deep dive into specifically wh- how that really affects your day-to-day life. So, Freda, thank you, and uh, welcome to the Radio Bold News Pod. It's great to, great to see you here. We are down to the wire September 30th. Totally down to the wire. Totally and, down um, to the wire. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for, for uh, you know, being such a great supporter of this effort and, and for having me um, on here. Well, it's it's very important for all of us. And, and I think, you know, that, that that is really the main point of the census and the census effort. The, uh, the of course, Sullivan County Complete Counts Committee has been working on this. And everybody's been thrown a curve. And yep. that curve is, uh, of course, the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, now, originally, the census was supposed to wrap up in July, correct? Yes, yes. And, and then there was a new deadline in October, and it was pulled back again. Exactly. So where do we stand right now? Well, we stand right now. Um, September 30th is the deadline, um, as, as much as I know it. I know there have been some legal challenges and, and you know, hopes for some congressional action. Um, you know, we obviously can't count on that, so... We've got about 14 days left on this. Yeah. And um, so, you know, just getting back to what you started with, uh, which is, you know, why is the census important? It influences really a bunch of things. Uh, obviously, you know, the, the main thing, uh, one of the main things is, is political representation. And uh, New York State, um, uh, as, as a state, has been losing congressional representation over time um, as our population has, has declined. And uh, so, you know, um, being able to maintain uh, our representation uh, requires having a strong count. Um, Absolutely. And to be clear, you know, starting off with the basic premise as to what the census is, this is a U.S. government program yes. that happens every 10 years. It's a way for the federal government to get basic information about your household, about who lives there. Yeah, it's not, I mean, the Census Bureau and Census Statistics cover a whole range of topics, you know, income, how people get to work, um, you know, businesses. But this, the decennial census, the once every 10 year census, is basically a simple count. Um, census questions don't ask what you earn um, or, you know, whether you own or rent your house. It's, it's really just, you know, uh, what's your address, how many people live there. Um, and As of uh, April 1st. As of April 1st. As of April 1st, 2020. Right. So, and, you know, and- if you split your time um, and you're, you know, part of the year someplace else and part of the year up in Sullivan, uh, you know, um, the address you're supposed to use is really where you spend most of your time. So even if you're not there on April 1st, say you're in Florida, but, you know, uh, your Sullivan address really is your primary address, 
then that's what you use for your primary address. If there's a doubt, if you're kind of 50-50 or, you know, if there's a, a child who's splitting their time between, uh, you know, two parents or family members uh, and they're kind of 50-50, then you go with the April 1st date. How, how does that work with second home ownership? Because sure. that's one of those issues that's, that's really quite prevalent in Sullivan County. Absolutely. So one of the things that we've been really focused on and, and concerned about is uh, what the county's self-response rate is. And, and the self-response rate really is, you know, the percentage of addresses in the county that uh, have responded to their census, whether they've uh, gotten a printed form and mailed it back or whether they've gone online or, or responded by telephone. And, um, you know, uh, this time around, I, I think really for the first time because of technology and because a lot of the census is being conducted online, we're able to see that response rate in real time. So yesterday, um, Sullivan's self-response rate was 35.5%, and today it's 35.6%. You know, we can see the changes uh, day yeah, by day. Yeah, day to day. And, we sh- and I should mention, uh, just for the sake of the, uh, the news pod, we are recording this on the 16th of September, so we're really two weeks away from the deadline yep. as of today, as of right now that we're, yeah. we're speaking. But uh, we've been in that 30% range really for quite a while now, correct? Yes. I think, you know, we started when the census opened, officially opened on April 1st, and, uh, you know, when when it opened, we had 16.3%. We started out at 16.3%. Uh, nationally, the, the rate was 41%. So you can see the difference in wow. how Sullivan's kind of... That's quite a significant difference. Yeah. And, so, and as we've mentioned, you know, uh, unfortunately, Sullivan County now stands as far as New York State goes. Statistically, we are second to last mm-hmm. in uh, in response rate. So, so this is a big push. This is a big push. And part of the reason we're here is to really make the point that this is something important for all residents, yeah. primary homeowners, second homeowners... Uh, because it benefits you. It really does benefit you. Absolutely. So I'll get back to the, um, you know, the self-response rate and the, the, the second homeowner issue. So um, we have a certain percentage, you know, we think it's a you know, relatively high percentage of people who, uh, whose addresses up here are their second homes. And, um, you know, many think, well, you know, I, I filled out my census. I've, I've done my duty, but I filled it out for, you know, where I normally live. Um, so if they're not filling out the census for their Sullivan address, that doesn't get recorded as a response. And so our response rate is low. There is this this year, and, and it may be um, a, you know, a new feature, I'm not sure, but this year the census is encouraging people to fill out a census for every address that they have. So right. even if you've already done so your census you, somewhere else. If you weren't here on April 1st, you would still report your address as zero people living there. For exactly. Example, right? Exactly. Yes. And you yeah. can go back And that's back important. In. That makes a difference. It does make a difference. You know, because going back to the original question about, you know, what's the census for? You know, one of the things, you know, I mentioned is political representation. Um, second is 
uh, federal funding. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are billions and billions of, of dollars and dozens of programs that use census statistics to award uh, federal funding to um, uh, states and, and local municipal governments, you know, for specific programs like, uh, you know, schools, um, senior services, uh, nutrition programs, education, you know, all of that. So uh, the lower our numbers are, you know, the less money we get, we lose out. And, and there have been various estimates on how much money, because, you know, it, it, it's complicated. It's not, it's not an easy number to figure out. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, the estimates range from, you know, I've seen one community, you know, out in the middle of the country say 1,400 uh, per person undercounted per year. Uh, but I've also seen Senator Jen Metzger use a figure of 3000 So that's $30,000 for the full 10-year period per person, per person. who's right. who's undercounted. Um, yeah. So that's the second thing. And then um, something else is, you know, census data is used widely um, by all sorts of programs in the business community. You know, if, you know, business is, is looking for market data, um, they're going to look at an area's census numbers. And if they don't see enough people there, they're going to, you know, say, well, gee, maybe there's no market or maybe I shouldn't open my business there. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you also had mentioned to me in a previous conversation about grant programs. And there's, yes. There's a lot of not-for-profits here in our region that do that, apply for specific grants and and again, have to look at that data. Yes, because you know, if you're ma- if if uh, uh, an agency or organization is distributing money for a program, they're going to want to you know um, put that money where there's a, a large impact on people. And if you have less people, you're going to have less impact. So, you know, Sullivan is typically at a disadvantage. You know, because like many rural communities, we're, we're sparsely settled. But the response rate, the self response rate factors into that because, you know, the the census, uh, the federal census and the Census Bureau will eventually say, oh, well, we've counted everybody because, you know, if if someone's not sending back their form or doing it online or doing the telephone thing, then the Bureau does send out enumerators to go and knock on the door. Um, And I I think they're supposed to try every address six times. Um, I can't be sure if that's going to get happened this time around because of the truncated schedule. And also with COVID, people couldn't go out until recently, and then they're having less time to be mm-hmm. out there. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, those, those there were there, there was a concerted effort starting in, uh, was it earlier, mid-July, uh, yeah. where, where people were going door to door? I, you know. How is that working, like, in our community right now? Is that still happening? It is still happening, but, um, you know, if they knock on your door and you're there and can answer, that's terrific. But one of the reasons we're really encouraging people to self-respond is if they knock on your door and you're not at home and there's no neighbor providing information or, you know, uh, they can't get any information on uh, uh, occupants from uh, the postal service, which, you know, they may try your mail carrier, or those people don't have, uh, you know, real accurate um knowledge of how many people are in your household, uh, then, you know, the, the, those enumerators will either record your residence as, you know, vacant or maybe one, one person, you know, if, if they think it's occupied or, you know, maybe they'll, they'll get a sense from the neighbor that, you know, they see 
to adults, but maybe they don't see the children or don't know, you know, who's really living there. So when those uh, enumerators go out, it gets recorded as this address has been taken care of, this address has been counted for, but then there's a real risk of an undercount because Mm -hmm. those enumerators uh, are likely will not have the full picture. Now, do those figures, do the, the, the response to the census, is that broken down demographically in, in terms of children, adults? Yes, under- yes. So, you know, they ask uh, for, you know, who's living in the household. They ask for ages, gender, and they also ask for, uh, you know, ethnicity. and, and, and uh, Ten know. questions. Yeah, yeah. I exactly. should remember this. I did this already. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they say uh, uh, ten questions, ten minutes uh, for ten years, you know. That's but, right. Um and uh, so it's, you know, it's very simple, it's really quick, and, um, you know, but it's very influential because that data lasts so long. We don't get another shot at this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, this, this count has been, um, you know, hampered by all sorts of issues, you know, um, you know, related to the pandemic. So what are some of the things that the Complete Count Committee are doing right now? I mean, how... How are you moving forward in terms of uh, the next two weeks? So we are in the home stretch. Um, One of the ways that we had been hampered by the pandemic, aside from just, uh, you know, people not being able to go door to door or or do things, is the state had a program where they were granting us funds to do some outreach. And then when everything shut down in the New York pause, they put that grant program on pause as well. And we've Mm -hmm. only recently gotten some funding. So we're trying to spend that money really fast and doing a bunch of things. So uh, one of the things, and people should look out for this, is we have done some videos with um, uh, local people who are, are reaching out to their you know specific audiences uh, to um, uh, explain the census and try and get people to respond. Uh, we did one video very early on uh uh, you know, in the year before COVID hit, mm-hmm. um, you know, in Spanish, in Liberty, and that was very effective. And now we're, uh, you know, we've, we've spent some money to do five videos, and there are two out now. One is with uh, Rabbi Zealers, you know, hopefully reaching our Orthodox community, and one is with uh, Sandra Johnson Fields um, from our local NAACP, um, you know, speaking to our local, you know, African American and and more. And you're you know, working, you're just, working on others. Uh, they're, they're all targeted to specific communities. Exactly. Exactly. I think Sandy Oxford is, is going to do one. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Covington Jr., um, whose who's father um, started the, the BATS program in, in Liberty for, yes, yes. for veterans. I'm, I'm familiar with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, you know, we're hoping to get some local spokespeople to do that. Uh, we are, you know, now because um, Sullivan is open and New York State is open and, and, you know, people need to be masked, but we can go out and do things. Uh, we are at events and hosting events. Uh, Crawford Library yesterday held a drive through event where people could, you know, just drive by and there were people there with uh, secure laptops helping them uh, complete the census. Um, right. And there's oh, a second event coming up and I know, you know, it's a timely thing, but since we, we have time. Yes. 23rd. So next Wednesday to 23rd. Uh, exactly. will be a second drive-by event at the Crawford Library in mm-hmm. Monticello. Yeah. 
And we are encouraging, you know, we're trying to scramble to get as many live events as we can uh, over the next period. Um, over the weekend, uh, Senator Metzger had two events, one in, in Liberty and, and one in Monticello. Yes. We're working with uh, the town of Fallsburg to, to host an event uh, in their town. Hopefully, uh, maybe, you know, uh, when, uh, you know, Murray's Chicken employees, you know, come off shift so we can kind of catch them. Mm-hmm. Um and, uh, Let's talk a little bit about that because sure. I, I, I want to really focus in, you know, we talk about the Hispanic community uh, and there are several issues and understandable issues as to why some members of, of that particular community might be hesitant. Sure. And I uh, want to make some clarifications here. First of all, last year there was uh, an effort to actually put a citizenship question on the census. That did not happen. It didn't happen, but the fact that there was an effort to make that happen had a chilling effect. It did. It made people um, scared and concerned because even if it was stopped, you know, there's a question, well, you know, uh, maybe they're going to do something later on or whatever. And, you know, in fact, um, there was uh, another step taken recently and the the court shot it down to uh, have – um, non-citizens taken out of the count for oh, yes, the, the, yes. the purposes of, of representation. And uh, mm-hmm. New York State courts uh, just, you know, overruled that. But, you know, there have been several attempts, and so people are concerned. What is the situation? You know, we, we also mentioned this again and again, but just I want to take a, a bit of a deep dive into how the information is not shared. Exactly. And it's certainly in- not shared with uh, with organizations or agencies such as the immigration agency and, and things like that. Exactly. Correct? All the data goes into it's it's aggregated data. So you know you put that you have you know five people in your household and you know someone's age twenty seven another age sixty two and a and a two year old or you know whatever their ages are all that gets lumped into you know the the larger numbers and um, your data is. Uh, 100% confidential and protected any individual data. And it's not to be shared by anybody, not with any government entity. You know, it can't be shared with, uh, you know, immigration um, people, but it it can't even be um, shared with your landlords if you're worried that, you know, uh, you have too many people in your apartment and they're Mm going to find out. That data can't be shared either. And if you know, by any chance someone does get a hold of it, which, you know, there's no possibility, but there are laws, um, I think it's Title 13, that uh, makes it a crime to use census data for for anything other than those aggregated uh, statistics. And, uh, of course, the outreach effort continues, as you mentioned, within uh, a lot of those communities. Now, uh, from what I understand, and is kind of reviewing with, with Dan Hoost, who's our, our county mm-hmm. uh, communications director, but I know he's also on the committee. Exactly. He's my co-chair. Very, yep. He's been very instrumental. Um, it, we were talking about the the various regions, and uh, it appears like a lot of the outlying areas of, of the county, western part of the county, and uh, and some other more rural parts of the county have a particularly low response rate. Can you speak to that? Well, this is the uh, the first year that uh, the census is being done primarily online, and um, those areas of the county are, uh, you know, the parts where, uh, you know, we're less well covered 
um, with respect to broadband. Um, there are also areas of the county where more people are likely to be getting their mail uh, at a P.O. box, and that's been another issue and has contributed, uh, you know, been, I think, a major factor in in our low response rate. and That was one of the things in a recent news story that I had, as a matter of fact, and, and making the point that, you know, you really shouldn't wait for your census invitation. And I would say now that we're down to the wire oh. uh, with the September 30th deadline coming up, if there was, if there is for some reason you are waiting for paperwork or anything, uh, you should move ahead and respond to the census, correct? Absolutely. And um, uh, many people do wait, and this year it wasn't coming uh, because the Census Bureau does not deliver any paperwork to post office boxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they do do is they hand deliver packages to um, homes, and that effort was uh, delayed. Um, you know, it had a long delay because of the you know the pandemic yeah. uh, and and workers not you know going out door to door. So, um, and in fact, when those packages started being delivered, you know, because of this real-time tracking, we could actually see for that month we got a little bit of a spike uh, in response. So whereas, you know, we're still way behind what the New York state and federal numbers are, during that month the state and federal numbers were sort of going down or slowing down and ours went up because because of those uh, – uh, the delivery to the people delivery with, method, yeah, yeah, the delivery yeah. method to PO boxes. Um, but now we're back in the same boat with everybody else, and you know it's it's been um, a long process. It's been an extended process. So I think you know people may think, oh, you know they're they're so over this, they're so tired of hearing about yeah. the census. But we need um, a really big push for uh, for the next couple of weeks. So yeah. you know we've uh, restarted advertising, um, you know, on all media. Um, we are uh, getting lawn signs uh, printed, and we are going to blanket the county with lawn signs uh, over the weekend and, you know, with different messages, um, not just, you know, our, our logo. And we're hoping to, to really increase awareness. And, you know, we're, we're going to be doing these videos and, and social media and events. And, um, you know, we are happy to bring – and, you know, I was just mailed yesterday a um, – a mobile hotspot to help us go out with tablets. And, you know, so, you know, uh, everybody is working on this very hard into the last minute. So if there's a business out there who's who's listening to this or or somebody who could connect us to a business or some entity where there's a a little more traffic, we'd be happy to come out. Or if there's a group, I I heard of, you know, one group that's going – uh, you know, door to door to help people register, you know, to vote. Um, you know, we'd be happy to get you materials as well. You know, we're, we're getting a delivery, you know, um, of some census PPE swag. So you can get a, you know, hand sanitizer or a mask that we're, you know, we're delivering. Obviously, all of this is at the last minute because of the the timing of the funding um, and the, the, the truncated um uh, you know, census uh, collection deadline. We're going to do, uh, you know, as much as we can. Now let's uh, let's review how many options you have to to actually respond to the census because there are several. You mentioned online, of course, that's a new component that to is the a census new this this time around this year. Uh, but there are several other ways, and there are 
uh, telephone lines that are available in different languages? Mm-hmm. How does mm-hmm. that all work? So it's basically three ways. Um, you know, what people remember is sort of the, the traditional way is you get mailed a form. And forms were not mailed to everybody this year. There there yeah. were forms mailed or delivered to uh, some portion of households in Sullivan. I, I can't remember what that portion was. But if you have a form, you know, certainly you can fill it out and send it back. Anyone, whether you have a form or not, can just go online. And that um, is www.my2020census.gov. You know, that's the easiest way. Um, You know, they say, uh, you know, 10 questions, 10 minutes. I think I did mine in eight. It's really quick. It is. It's it's very easy And very very easy. easy. Um, And then there is the telephone line, um, which is going to be very useful um, at this stage for people who don't have great Internet access. Mm -hmm. Uh, And um, there is uh, a telephone number for English, a telephone number for Spanish. Um, and then um, there you can... Uh, you can get, get different languages. You can and get that's, a that's whole the, host of languages. And that's actually through the general 2020census.gov website. Right. Is where that's uh, that's right. available. And there's a whole list, actually, you can go on there. It's, uh, it's pretty extensive. Very extensive. Way. Very yeah. extensive. You know, you can get forms in translation and but you know even at on the telephone level i think there are a dozen different languages yeah. that you can interact with so the bottom line is uh, you know it's it's relatively easy and it's a very short process the the idea is to get as many people to participate as possible exactly and, and again if you're uh, you know if 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 you're a second homeowner especially mm-hmm. and you need to uh, you need to fill out that form, and even if it's if it's a zero, if you are not present it, at that residence on the first of April, right, um, that is helpful to to Sullivan County. And there are instructions um, on how to do this online. If you you know go to the the census um, website and just you know uh, look up uh, second home owner, there's a step by step on how to do that. Uh, or contact the county; we can get those instructions to you. As well, um, if you're listening to this, it would be helpful not only if you com- you know make sure that you complete it, but anyone you talk to, make sure your neighbors and your family and your customers or your students or yeah. whoever you come into contact. This is the time to 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 speak out and encourage everyone. That's a good point. Yeah, especially if you've if you've already done it, check with your friends and neighbors and make sure they've right. done it too. Right. And, uh, I mean, I had a great, um, you know, just a, a small thing happened the other day. But, you know, there's a, a, a local business owner in Calicoon who was, uh, you know, doing some, uh, I think, voter registration outreach. And I asked her to, you know, promote the census as well. And so she did that, you know, with her volunteer work. But then she went and put it on her business website as well. Oh, and great. so, you know, that kind of thing, if people can just step up and, and do it uh, in this last two-week push We'd be really grateful. Again, if anyone um, would like uh, census uh, enumerators to come out on site to help people at your, you know, place of business or your place of worship or, you know, wherever people are coming, um, we can arrange and do that, too. Terrific. Freda Eisenberg, co-chair of the Sullivan County Complete Counts Committee. We have been speaking about the U.S. Census. Fill out your census. (laughs) I think we made the point in several different ways, but it's a, it's a very, very important thing, uh, very important thing and benefits each and every person here in Sullivan County. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, if our numbers do go down, we are likely to get less money from the federal government, and we'll have to, you know, this is this is a time where we can really ill afford to lose money. And it's a once a decade an event. Yes. So this is this is it, and it it is it is very very important. So, Fred Eisenberg, thanks again for the conversation. Thank you. This is Mike Sakel. Thanks for listening to the Radio Bold News Pod. Be back soon with more conversations that you can check out wherever you get your favorite podcasts and always at RadioBold.com.